الحمد لله الحمد لله العزيز الأكبر لا راد لما قضاه ولا دافع لما قدر وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبد ورسوله أرسله الله تعالى إلى كافة الناس بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals to the prophets alayhi salam, the anbiya and his rusul, his messengers. And uh, we must understand <coughs> what it means to uh, receive revelation. The word revelation is from the word reveal. Reveal means to expose and to show the truth and reality about issues, about the cosmos, about human affairs, about the day of judgment, Jannah, Jahannam. So revelation is from Allah and revelation reveals, it uncovers, or it explains. So Muslims must appreciate that as our Rasul Wasallam is our guide, and revelation that came to him through the Qur'an, Qur'an is a huge revealing of the realities of life and also the realities of human affairs. So we must see the Quran and the Sunnah as revelations. It reveals our state of affairs as it reveals so many other things which I tried to enumerate. So, the Qur'an speaks of the plight of Muslims. The plight of Muslims. And we must appreciate that all human beings go through tests and trials and tribulations. And at the same time, we must also appreciate that Muslims go through a bit more testing because they're Muslim. So the idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us less because we're Muslim and we have a better platform for a better life in this world is wrong. It's a fallacy. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. The Quran always says that if you want to enter Jannah, and Jannah is a place where there is absolute peace, no problems, no headaches, no allergies, no hunger, no thirst, nothing. You're totally in the clear. A perfect life. So the Quran says if you want that perfect life, 
then it comes with a price. You can't enter Jannah for free. It doesn't exist. If you want a luxury car in this world, huh? subhanAllah, you have to bend over backwards, take a mortgage out. You want that Rolls Royce, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Porsche, or you want a mansion, and you want delicious food, and exceptional designer clothing, it comes with a price tag. It's not free. And we in America know there's no free lunch in America. We all know that. So how does a Muslim now understand his life in the context of going into Jannah where there is an abundance of luxury? Everything that we do, touch, feel, smell, taste in Jannah is all luxurious. So do we think that's going to come for free or do you think that's going to come with a price? Very basic question. And you would be very, very stupid huh, to assume that it comes for free. That's just pathetic. It doesn't come for free. The ticket to Jannah is Iman. Faith. Belief in Allah. But then belief and faith in Allah requires that you're tested. That Allah tests your Iman. To see how true you are, how real you are, how good you are to your own word, and how you can stand up to trials and tribulations and tests and so on. We don't ask Allah to test us, no. We ask Allah for afiyah and comfort. That is the Prophet's dua. But if a test is thrown at us, then you can't say God is doing this. The childish rhetoric that you get on social media, blaming God, blaming Islam, blaming religion, blaming faith, blaming organized religion, that this is all because of the problems of religion. They make absolutely no sense whatsoever. In the light of the Quran and Sunnah, and especially in the light that Jannah is not for free. When you want to earn your luxurious car, mashallah, you get at five o'clock in the morning. Is that true? Or do you sleep until 12? What do you say? You sleep until 12 and then you fantasize by the end of the day, I'm going to get my luxurious car. You haven't earned a penny and you want a luxurious car. That doesn't happen. You have to struggle. You have to wake up. You have to go through the labor, the motions of feeling the pain of waking up every morning to earn your luxury. Every morning and people work six days a week, seven days a week. And if they were eight days, people would work eight days a week too. Just so that they can have that luxury. So I don't think human beings are averse to working, except when it comes to Iman. But the currency for working, 
Because of Iman is different. <coughs> if you have Iman, then the exchange rate is in the day, on the day of judgment. It doesn't happen here. That's also a fallacy of Muslims to understand or to believe that somehow because you are a Muslim, you're going to get your reward in this world. And people quote the ayah, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. Subhanallah. So that hasan in the dunya is combined with hasan in the akhirah. You can't sacrifice the hasana, the good in the akhirah, because you want hasan in the dunya. It comes hand in hand. There has to be a way to balance the two together. And then at the end of the ayah, وَقِنَا عَذَابِ النَّارِ Save us from the fire and the punishment of the fire. That takes a toll. If God forbid you have an illness, as we know in this country, you pay for your medicine. And you pay thousands of dollars, either you or your insurance company or someone else. Just to cure your illness, God forbid. So now, the premise I'm trying to establish is that Muslims must appreciate that the Quran says, if you are a believer, Allah will test you. Alif Lamim, Ahasib al Nas, very clear revelation. This is the Quran revealing the truth about Muslims and believers. This is the truth about who we are, what we are. Do people think and assume that just because they say we believe that they will not be tested? This revelation, it reveals, it exposes the truth about our affairs in the world. No, you will be tested. That ayah is even more riveting, spine-chilling. We won't go into that. You know, that was a scary. You won't come back to Jummah if I told you what that ayah means. So this understanding we have from Revelation requires that all Muslims must acquiesce and submit to the reality that if they have Iman, they will be tested. And they will be tested a bit more than the non-Muslim. Just a bit more. To show what you're made of. Do you have steel in front of you? Do you have a spine, a backbone? Are you resilient? Can you handle the heat? And that is the phase we're going through in USA. Where Muslims are constantly being tested because they're Muslim. So one is to whine about it. One is to complain about it. And the other is to do something about it. So the way you do something about it is twofold. One is that you believe that this test is from Allah. And Allah will help me overcome this test. Because he's the only one who's going to help me overcome the test. And this was the sunnah of all the prophets because the prophets were tested the most. More than anyone else. No one was tested like all the prophets. And read the stories of the Quran and you will see how each Nabi was tested. Each Nabi. And we must appreciate them as role models that if they were tested, 
as human beings and we will also be tested as human beings and as believers and we must appreciate this as a reality and submit which is the meaning of Islam you submit to the reality that Allah is testing us the second is that you do everything you can to avert the situation to avoid problems to avoid being tested and to counter any kind of oppression or any kind of injustice through any legal means that you have at your disposal either through the courts or through the police or through just good decent community behavior what is community behavior that you let yourselves be exposed in a good way and you make yourselves visible to the community around you you cannot be a recluse in any society and assume that people will love you you have to show yourselves you can't hide in the closet that's not how Muslims are you tell people in a nice way who you are what you are so community events are important for Muslims to attend so if there's a barbecue at a local park then we should be there to show people this who we are what we are we're part of your community we're here to add value to your community you cannot say that this doesn't concern me because it does because when the flood comes the flood is indiscriminate is going to come into your basement and your basement and your basement you can't hide from this reality where the Quran reveals who you are you are going to be tested period whether you like it or not 9-11 was a humongous test humongous test beyond our imagination beyond our nightmares Allah helped us recover from that now we have been tested as individuals as community members as people who are following Muhammad and this is reality the Quran reveals this as a reality and Muslims must submit to this and say what are we going to do the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to accept that this is from Allah number one number two we're going to do everything to make sure we take the initiative to let people know who we are and what we are and what we can do to the community and for the community within the parameters of halal this engagement social engagement is necessary but in that context the Quran tells us about the early Muslims of Mecca and shows them their plight and then gives them a solution to their plight indeed those who are criminal the Quran condemns the kuffar as criminal indeed those who are criminal what do they do they laugh at those who believe that they laugh at believers exactly what's happening to us we're laughed at we're made fun of we are the subject of every joke in every nightclub every bar every tv show 
That's who you are. We are being laughed at. The revelation. See, see what I mean? Revelation. The Quran reveals the state of affairs. And when they pass by the believers, they poke at them with their eyes, with their words, with their accusations, with their slants, with their comments, with their articles, with their TV shows, with their films and movies, and in their social media. They give them jabs. This is the Quran saying about the early Muslims of Makkah. See revelation in your face. This is what it is. And when they return, meaning the criminals, when they return home, they return very happy and satisfied. <coughs> so you might experience something at work where your work colleagues go home and they make fun of you. And they riddle for you. And they say whatever they want to say and make jokes about you over dinner. Never mind going back home. They do it in the company. In front of you sometimes, behind your back definitely. This revelation, it reveals the state of affairs. Muslims must acquiesce to the state of affairs and say, this is a reality. We can't escape this reality without Allah's nusra, his help, his fadl. This is what the Quran says. I don't know what anyone else says in the world. Any social analyst, political analyst, Anyone else who's an educator, humanist, whatever, they can say what they want. But this is what the Quran says, and the Quran reveals. This is the state of affairs of believers here in this country. We're going through this phase. So what is the solution to this? The Quran mentions the first part of the solution that I mentioned. And that's where we get it from. All our solutions come from the Quran, Sunnah, because that's the only place we find solutions. You're not going to find solutions in universities and in lectures and professors and books and journals and articles and social media. It doesn't exist there. You can't find it there because it doesn't exist. It exists in Revelation where you are revealed the solution. So the Quran says, so on the day of judgment, these people who were laughed at, who were scorned at, who were ridiculed, ridiculed and who were made fun of, these same people on the day of judgment will be on very, very high couches. Looking towards those who laughed at them in the world. That's the solution. Be patient. Take it in the chin. Make sure you know this test is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be patient. At the same time, as I said, the second part is that you have to defend yourself and make sure there is no injustice. That's the second part. So the Quran's solution 
is always based on what happens to human beings on the day of judgment. It will not compromise your felicity, your your happiness, your salvation on the day of judgment for your worldly gains. That's not Islam. Islam is just not about this world. Islam is about a better life after this world. And that is why we say the Quran is revelation. It reveals and explains the state of affairs of human beings. So we must be alert and diligent and we must understand and appreciate that as Muslims we are going to be tested. And we are tested more than non-Muslims. And number two, we must have social engagement to a point and we must not allow people to run over us and to bully us because we still have legal institutions in this country where we can still fight injustice. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all, preserve us all, and save us all and protect us all. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen.